Problem Gambling podcast is proudly sponsored by Gamban, the simple and effective way to block access to online gambling on all your devices. If willpower slips, Gamban doesn't. Go to gamban.com to find out more. Hello and welcome to the Problem Gambling podcast. I'm Barry Grant, an addiction counsellor with Extern Problem Gambling, and my co-host is Tony O'Reilly, also uh, an addiction counsellor with the project and the co-author of the book, Tony 10. And today we have a very, very special podcast because today we're recording live from north of the Arctic Circle in Tromsø. Is it Tromsø or Tromsø? Tromsø in Norway. Uh, we're here as part of an Erasmus project that we're involved with, with uh, organizations from Norway and Finland. Unfortunately, the Finns couldn't make it today, but we are here with our colleagues from Spill of Hingeket, Norge. Did I get that right? It was fairly close. <laughs> Uh, and we're going to be having a chat about the work that they do here in Norway, the brilliant work that they do here in Norway, and then we'll look at the work that we're all doing together on our Erasmus project, which is a three-year project uh, based around developing programs for experts by experience, people with lived experience of uh, recovery from gambling addiction. But first, we'll start off with Lil Tovet Bergmo. Did I say that, or is it Bergmo? Okay, Lil Tove, who is the founder and CEO of the place I just mentioned with the really long Norwegian name, which means Gambling Addiction Norway. That might be easier for everyone to understand for the English speakers. Lil Tove, can you tell us a little bit about how you started out this project? Uh, yeah, uh, in uh, 2000, my husband uh, did come out with a gambling problem. And uh, after a couple of years, we had some help, and I did meet other uh, with the same problem, and I did get this um, uh, big interest in the problem, and wanted to start groups for next of kin, and uh, that just uh, grow and grow, and now today we are an organization for both uh, gamblers and next of kins. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, we were talking, we've been met a couple of times now, and you've spoken a bit about the situation in Norway, what it was like, what the gambling market was like when you started out this project. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about your experience with slot machines in Norway and what happened there and the changes that were made? Um, when uh, I was, um, when after we had uh, get ha- uh, gotten help, I did uh, feel so much anger against the slot machines because they were everywhere. Uh, you couldn't go to the shops to buy bread and milk. You couldn't, you couldn't go anywhere without seeing those machines. So then I started to work to get them out, uh, and in uh, after a few years, my own city did draw them out, and then it was like someone had set a fire on. Uh, it it just exploded in Norway. So in uh, 2006, the minister of culture. Uh, did say that now we are going to take them away because they do so much harm. We knew that uh, nine of ten kroner 
uh, did came from gambling addiction. Uh, so um, it was a very good experience, but at the same time we get them in the internet. And uh, we had a few years where it was uh, not so much problem, but now from 2013 it just increasing. So it's um, it's not so good now, but uh, it has been a hard fight because uh, the money from these machines did go to good causes, and uh, it's pretty hard to be the one who's gonna take that income away. So many people was very angry at me. Uh, I was threatened by life. I couldn't go out sometimes because the people was angry, but those who had the problem was very happy. And that is what means the most, um, the most to me. So uh, in after now I have been in this in 20 years and I don't regret that I have done it. Uh, and I am very proud that we are what we are today, uh, that we are helping so many people. Mm. So the government found out that 90% of the money that came from the slot machines came from people who were addicted to the slot machines. Yeah. yeah. That's probably the same all over the world. In reality, it's the most addictive form of gambling. Um, and you mentioned there, and we spoke about it previously, that a lot of charities use the slot machines to raise funds for the charities. So then you end up in this very complicated situation where if you're against the slot machines, you're against uh, charities who are doing good work. You know, and of course, that's a <laughs> terrible situation. Charities should not be relying on super addictive slot machines to, to fund their, their good work and their good causes. Um, so like Norway, which myself and Tony realized <laughs> when we got here, <laughs> is a gigantic country. Like from south to north, it is massive. And we're north of the Arctic Circle here, but we could go much, 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 much further north and you're from further north than here. I mean, how do you overcome the challenge of ha running a, a national support service in a country where the, you know people are so far apart and the cities and towns are so far apart? How do you, you manage that? Yeah, uh, the internet is a good thing, uh, but uh, we use, uh, in the start, we used the media so much and the media did like us uh, and did make so many cases. Uh, and then you get connected with people from other uh, places and uh, you just meet in, uh, in first we had meetings in the phones, but then we did start to use uh, the internet. Uh, it's not easy because Norway is so so uh, long and uh, but I think uh, now when we also have um, uh, the digital groups that helps a lot because you can't have physical groups everywhere it's not possible it's only the big cities who can have that so but we have the helpline uh, and uh, we make it uh, get it out there that we are here we can help you um, and uh, yeah it's a it's a work you it's not done in one two three uh, it's uh, it's taking time to get there we are today 
but um, it is possible to sit far up north <laughs> to do it. Uh, absolutely, we have a plane, so <laughs> we can fly away almost. <laughs> so, so uh, it's uh, it's it's not easy, but it's uh, absolutely possible to do. Mm. I think we are proof of that. <laughs> Everyone have the uh, the main place in Oslo, uh, the capital. Yeah, but I am thinking that it doesn't have to be there. We can live up here and still make it happen. Yeah. Magnus, it is Pedersen. I, my, I just, my, your surname went out of my brain there. Um, Magnus, can you tell us a little bit about your experience, um, how you joined the organization and what got you interested in joining an organization like this in the first place? I came in into the organization in 2011 as a next of kin uh, and uh, was immediately immediately drawn to the the fact that Lil Tove is a very including person. Uh, I found that this was a very loving and caring organization which uh, aligned very well with my values. Um, you, I, I didn't think I was going to get so invested in it. I had prior to this a lot of years uh, with experience with selling uh, gambling products through the Norwegian companies Norsteping and Rikstoto uh, and also a little bit I, kn- I knew about the bingo situation uh, but I came in as a volunteer and I won- did volunteer work with um, youth or tried to <laughs> try to do volunteer work with youth for almost six years and got elected into the board uh, wanted to do as much good as I could and in 2017 I got asked if do you want to make this a full-time job and there was not a doubt in my mind because at that time I was hooked I was hooked uh, both by the cause by the people and of course by all the things you could you could see and do while you actually have to go to different places as you've just discussed and help those who do not live in the big cities so yeah, I'm I'm here on my my sixth year as an employee, and <laughs> I'm not sure I'm allowed to <laughs> allowed to quit right now. Um, and I think it's very exciting. My job is to is uh, to be a political advisor. So what I basically do is I take the lived user experience within the organization, and I try to put it out there to those people making decisions, politicians, uh, on both the national and local level, and try to make regulatory changes as much as possible and not only to the the regulations concerning uh, the gambling products in Norway but also to regulations concerning uh, the health situation the health care situation in Norway so that's basically that's basically my way in uh, and I really like it uh, it's it's a very meaningful job and no, absolutely no days are alike uh, as as this podcast and this project we're in now that we're going to talk about later is a very nice proof of you mentioned that you used to sell uh, gambling products uh, i think you worked in a in a small shop if i remember when we spoke about it before i mean most of our listeners are in ireland but not all uh, we have listeners in different parts of the world uh, where there are different types of gambling markets. Um, I lived in Sweden for a few years. Uh, there are some similarities. There certainly at the time Sweden was a monopoly. It's no longer a monopoly uh, gambling market, but some similarities there. Uh, I mean, walking through the streets of Tromsø here, it's it's w- uh, first of all, it's a really beautiful place. <laughs> and dear listener, if you ever get the chance to come up here and see the Northern Lights, please do. It's super cool. 
but you're walking through the streets and there's no betting shops like you know you guys have come to visit us in ireland there are no betting shops i haven't seen a casino yet maybe they maybe they exist maybe you can tell me but it's that totally different say to in ireland and in britain where they're just in your face you know land-based gambling opportunities in every town city and village you you don't have that type of thing here but can you tell us about what the gambling market is like in norway well well i can i can start by using uh, my own shop as an example because it's it's smaller than a mini market we call them kiosks here so it will it will not be it will not be like a bookie so the the gambling thing the gambling products are not the main things they are selling uh, but they would usually have a uh, have a dedicated space within the shop for uh, Norsk Tipping at Rikstoto, which is the Norsk Tipping, the company that sells sports betting, lotteries, uh, and on, also online casinos now and scratch cards. Then maybe that's yeah, the main the main components that they sell, and also Norsk Rikstoto, which is the horse racing uh, company in Norway. So that's the main shops where you can get access to uh, betting products in norway and you also have bingos on the side uh even though we don't have land-based casinos i believe that or i don't believe i know that bingos are the closest things we can we come to a land-based casino because they have the same kind of elements a lot of lights uh, there are dark, a lot of lights from the machines there are darker environments uh, a lot of slot machines uh, made for uh, made for bingo gambling so I'm not sure if it's slot machines would be to paint the right picture, but they're bingo computers uh, lined up, and you also have Nosh Tipping's bingo-ish machines that are in the same area. So that would be the closest we come to a to a land-based casino in Norway. Uh, other than that, they're not allowed to uh, to have land-based casinos. I mean, you mentioned that Nosh Tipping has, which is the that's the state-owned monopoly. I have that correct? Yeah, that. Uh, they have online gambling products now do many people kind of go outside of the state monopoly to gamble here in Norway uh, people choosing to use other companies than the state companies will always be probably the biggest problem with every regulation uh, both here in Norway and and elsewhere that's the main reason why uh, countries have re-regulated uh, here in Norway we we have a very high percentage of um what you say we, we are a high percent of channeling of gambling within uh our the nation to the state owned companies but online yeah people are are tending to go outside the country to um to use casinos that offer a lot of more um aggressive types of uh, of uh, games and that's also where they mainly develop the most uh, the worst parts of the gambling addiction because those games they they're not in our eyes they are not regulated they are far too aggressive they are far too dangerous and they allow for you to lose money far too fast and they keep you gambling even though they should long time ago have stopped so we are as an organization we do not support um uh, the gambling companies that are foreign to us we support uh, the monopoly that we have because we believe that having a state-owned monopoly is giving norway more and better control of the gambling market and that we can do less gambling harm uh, to the people who gamble 
Um, so we're just going to go over to Christian Vika New. new. <laughs> That's my little bit of Swedish is creeping in there now. <laughs> uh, and Christian, maybe you could tell us about how you got involved with this project and what you do within the, the project here in Norway. Yeah, um, I'm a gambling addict myself. And um, I got into, <coughs> into this uh, organization back in uh, 2019. Um, it was actually my counselor who uh, who um, saw the need for me to have some aftercare after after counseling. So so they put me put me in contact with with the organization. Uh, I started out as a volunteer and um, uh, got offered a position uh, a year after. And my main work in the organization is the digital peer support groups um, building the the, um, uh, the network of peer support groups throughout the country and let's say in terms of what Magnus has just been talking about there and please tell me to piss off if I'm get it getting into an area that, that you're not comfortable with but uh, in terms of your lived experience of of a, of a gambling addiction, would that have been through, say, the the Monopoly products, or through these kind of foreign products, or was it a mix, or did you start out with the the Monopoly and change over? Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, me, me, mom, I have never played at the Monopoly part, and that is solely solely because. Um, I, st I started out on the the foreign sites back in 2004 and um and uh, the monopoly part just didn't suit me because they are so restricted and that's a good thing uh, but but unfortunately unfortunately for me it it wasn't an option really thanks christian so we're here uh, this week, myself and Tony, as part of this Erasmus project, which we're doing together with your project and Sosbed, which is a project from Finland, and we're working on developing a program for experts by experience, which is people who have lived experience of recovery from gambling addiction, and we're co-developing a, a training program between the three countries that hopefully will work in all three countries and maybe even in other countries when we're finished the materials will be available to people in other parts of the world if they wanted to try them out that's the goal something like that i mean little tova what are your thoughts about the the program so far or what uh, are you already doing something like this here in norway with with experts by experience we haven't done anything like it before but uh, there is in um, other uh, topics like uh, alcohol and that kind of thing. Uh, I think this is a very good chance for us to really give um, our volunteer some diploma for being an expert by experience and I think to have a project abroad it's so exciting and uh, it's uh, we learn so much from you two we learn from Finland and I hope that when this is over that we still will have uh, contact because I, th I think we we can make each other very good. We can uh, help each other to be sure of the organization's safety and uh, in the future. So, um, yeah, that's... Uh, but I think uh, the project about expert, expert of experience is so important. 
because when you use your own story to make a change, it's so uh, powerful. Uh, it's um, it's uh, it's important to let the people out there know that this is a real problem, and it's so many that is affected about it. Uh, about it, and yeah. yeah. I'm not so good in English, but I try. You're doing great. You're a million times better than my Norwegians. <laughs> um, I mean, Tony, what are your thoughts on it so far? Um, first, I'd just like to um, thank Little Tove and her team for the for the hospitality that they've shown us since we arrived over. It's been a really um, informative and pleasant experience so far. It's um, The learning I've got from it was mainly how things are done a little bit differently here but the hope that you can grow something small into something that can make a really, really big difference. Um, because uh, th- th- when we were chatting yesterday, um, when Lil Tova was telling us about the challenges she faced, both both personally and professionally, to get the organization up and running and uh, some of the obstacles that you meet along the way, it's not too dissimilar to our own si- our own situation in Ireland. And it's good to hear that, you know, that the government are listening and they're trying to make positive changes, even though it's a different kind of setup. Um, so I took a r- I took a lot from that, and I think I'm very excited about the project because, from a personal point of view, I do a lot of school talks. So if we can get people who are more comfortable telling their story and owning that part of the recovery, and are willing to share that story, even if it's just in the school setting, not necessarily within the media, it's really good to um to really put that message out there to to kind of make recovery very visible, and um, because with gambling addiction the addiction itself is, is not visible so we can make recovery visible i think it's a really good thing so it's been really good experience to kind of learn so much around how different countries or what the gambling is like in different countries and and um the changes that you're making within that and we did have the opportunity to sit in on on a meeting last night which i thought was absolutely brilliant because we got to really hear about the impact the gambling's had on on um, young people over here and i was really taken back by the the age profile it was very young at the meeting and that's what we're seeing in our in our organization is that people looking for help and support are younger and younger each year and that's the worrying that's the worrying part for me is that um you know people are becoming addicted quicker because of technology because of ease of access and it's having a huge um impact on their life on their daily living on their relationships on their work and that's what i really took from the meeting last night is that you know, lives are being devastated by this. So the more we can make, as I was saying, the more we can make recovery visible, I think, the better it is for everyone. Um, and that's, if we can, if that's the one thing we can get from the project in the three countries, I think we've we've really succeeded in what we set out to do. And I do think we'll grow and grow. Um, and hopefully, as to echo what Lil Tova said, hopefully when the organizations are finishing this project, we can keep in touch because there's huge learning um, that we can all give to each other around what to do, what not to do, the mistakes we, you know, one organization has made an opportunity for growth. So I do think it's um it's a very exciting time. It's kind of, I missed uh, the last meeting in Ireland because I had COVID, so it was really nice to meet the team. But it's also, I got more of a flavor over the last couple of days than I would have through the team's meetings. So I think that was really beneficial for me. And um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting our teeth stuck into when we get back and get the groups up and running. Magnus, uh, all of you were uh, over with us in Waterford in Ireland in May as part of this Erasmus project. 
Um, can you tell us your thoughts, uh, I suppose, on seeing the differences maybe in terms of the gambling market in Ireland? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, it was pretty obvious from the start that this was a different different culture uh, regarding to gambling. Uh, we realized pretty quickly that you guys uh, have a much... Um, you're much bigger when it comes to sports betting and horse racing. Uh, we have that in Norway as well, but it's just so much bigger in Ireland. Uh, and to see bookies on every corner, that was a real different experience. I mean, we were, uh, we've were we always been told that Ireland has bars on every corner, but that we have equal amount of bookies, that was very new to us. So it was uh, kind of a culture shock, and we even, even went into a couple of them to just uh, see how the inside was. And just wall to wall with with things you can bet on and and odds and stacks and information it's just it was it was so different it was it took a few seconds to actually take in the entirety of it so uh, it's uh, you can you can really see how uh, the industry is uh, is trying to make people spend as much money as possible when they actually enter a bookie um yeah, on, on both sports and horse racing and other others as well, but those were the ones we noticed. And also, your your small casinos were that was entirely new to new to us because we've never been into a casino before uh, like that. So, yeah, the, it was a very different but very very nice experience because you can't close your eyes to what's out there. You need to you need to know how other countries uh, work and function, how the gambling industry works uh, to to be able to prevent or to uh, try to affect the regulation in Norway to open up for that. So, yeah, I think it's important to go and see how other countries have it. And I see, uh, just want to add before Litova gets the word that um, it was a really nice experience all over going to, to, to Ireland to see your country. Your hospitality was equally as good as you have been, uh, uh, you have been getting here. And... Um, we saw some really nice places and met some in really nice people. So we we really want to go back. So we, we probably will probably you will probably be seeing more of us uh, in the years to come. Little Tove, what were your thoughts uh, about your experience or your time in Ireland? Yeah, uh, for the first, I think it was uh, very nice to go there. Uh, I haven't been there before. I haven't been so much abroad to Sweden, Finland, Denmark. So it. Uh, it was a very nice experience, but it's like Magnus said that the, the gambling places were so close. You did see it everywhere, and I did go inside one, and you did feel the the bad, uh, really, really. And in many ways, I felt I did go back in years uh, to how it was here when we had the slots machines, because they was everywhere, not in dark places, but they were everywhere. So I really hope you get uh, better regulation that you can grow and help more people and get this paddy powers, whatever they call, uh, out of the site because it's not good for people. And we must never forget many, many of the people who, who gamblers are people who are struggling in life. And it's so sad that someone else uh, are going to use them to benefit themselves so I don't like them I have to say that um, but uh, all over the place it was so nice to be there and it's so nice to get know knowing you and and 
as Magnus said, I really hope we can go back someday. Mm. I think you I think you said it very well, Tony. Um, it's important to to exchange experiences across the borders. Litova also touched on, uh, in on it uh, because our field will always be smaller than the gambling field. The gambling organizations will always be a very big field. It's always moving forward. It's always developing, adapting, uh, creating new types of way, ways we could gamble. And those of us who work on the other side, those of us work with problem gambling and the next of kin, we will always be very... S- not very small but we will always be small compared to the big industry and we work alone in each country like we are we are the biggest user organization here in norway so for us to reach out we had no idea what we what we was to expect from you guys from ireland uh based on the meetings we can see that we have a lot of things in common we're just at different stages um but we have still have so much to learn and there's so much strength in taking those experiences from others from you guys in finland from no from you guys in ireland and from the guys in finland that when we bring it together we we create better uh better protection and better support for those who actually need the help so i think i think this project is a very good thing uh to have and christian stay from your experience i mean would you uh, have you done spoken in the media here in norway that's part of this kind of experts by experience program that we would encourage people where when appropriate and when safe for them to do so and we would obviously discuss all the potential downsides uh, around this but where appropriate uh, we would encourage people to maybe speak out in the media to do some advocacy or just to talk about their own lived experience which I think we would all agree is a good way to reduce the shame and the stigma around gambling addiction all around the world. Um, is th- have you done any of those kind of media interviews here yourself? Uh, yeah, I have done uh, s- some media interviews. I have. Um, what was uh, important for me was to to be uh, to feel really ready before I took the step and talked to media because. Uh, as you said, it's uh, it's a lot of shame and stigma uh, connected to this problem, and um, and uh, you don't you don't know what you're going to meet when you go out with with your story in the open. Um, for myself, I haven't really received any negative feedback. It was only positive, uh, which was very a very good experience for me. And um, uh, yes, I think it's I think it's important to 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 use your story uh, and to put out your story to try to reduce the stigma and uh, and the the shame around this this uh, problem absolutely what's your experience been like with the me- the media here in Norway Lilltove uh, i have a good good experience uh, i have uh, received uh, much support um but <laughs> uh, the the challenge is that i am next of so I go out with the story about my husband so some people have a reaction to that that I talking bad about my husband but he has always been with me uh, and he knows if I can't have his story out I can't do the work I have to do but now he haven't played in 22 years so of course our story isn't so relevant out there but but uh, so I m- most talk about the organization and things we 
we see and and hear and yeah so uh, the media is so important to be able to do anything changing also you can't change the reg regulation without uh, the people uh, uh, I did um, a documentary about empowerment empowerment yeah, yeah. and uh, that's what the people who did make this uh, documentary said that it's um, I, I did do something I didn't know I did do because I didn't know that it was a word for it but when you see the documentary you see this also the way I go and the chains when the schloss machines are taking away so um, yeah it's um, it's important to have the media with you so at one time I had <laughs> I had a woman I was on in radio in in a debate uh, debate yeah and uh, the people could call in uh, and one lady called and she said oh you have to take the steak banner the the fry pan and just uh, boom it in the head to your husband because he can't do like that <laughs> so you get little I didn't know what to answer <laughs> but uh, I will in these years uh, when I started it was very scary to tell about it because people didn't know so much but now I feel people have much knowledge about uh, gambling addiction so it's easier and I also think that no one should be ashamed of it because this can happen to anyone none of us is uh, safe for not being addicted to gambling so I think the shame and the stigma has to go away it's good people it's not bad people who gets addicted also it's um, the people you also the person you be became when you are in the gambling situation is not the person you are in the real life uh, and that is so important to get out there to people yeah yeah and that's it is a great message to get out there that you know when people are in in active addiction of any kind they're not they're doing things that they would never normally do or they were they're doing things that they would be ashamed to do normally or that they usually regret deeply and i suppose there's that idea from the the 12 step meetings that it's not about being a bad person trying to become good it's their idea is that it's you're a sick person trying to get well now people have different ideas <laughs> about that as well but it's definitely not about bad people you know developing addictions all people can develop addictions to super addictive products like slot machines and other gambling products yeah and it's amazing it, it, like it blows my mind that you managed to take on the the gambling industry and all of the other i suppose the charities and these other organizations that were using slot machines uh, as a fundraising tool and managed to win that fight because you know many people have tried in many different parts of the world <laughs> and have not won that fight uh, even though it's su such an important fight to have because those machines whether it's the physical ones or the the online ones are probably worse again because it's in your pocket 24 7 to have some sort of really really strict restrictions on those is really important or even better let's just get rid of them <laughs> altogether because you know very very few people play slot machines recreationally you know like you said maybe 10 percent 
the other 90% are people who are addicted to playing those machines. That's that's not good for society. It's not good for those individuals, not good for their families, friends, and so on. Any thoughts from anyone before we finish up today, Tony? Magnus? I just think that we we have talked about where we are in Norway today, and I don't think, uh, just just going back to what Litova just said, her last comments, uh, I think we, are, as an organization, we are here, and we have, um, I don't, don't want to say the, the the power, but the power to influ- influ- influence uh, society in the way we are is because Litova, when she started this, she had an amazing drive, and she has surrounded her with people up through the years who has the same kind of drive that has the guts to, whether it's a prime minister or whether it's down to a local politician or just just a, a family <laughs> member around the dinner table to tell things exactly how they were, to, to tell the story uh, <laughs> without makeup, tell the story without makeup. Like this is the reality for those who are suffering from gambling addiction and this is how it affects their next of kin and everyone around them, their work, their, their, their family, their friends, their sports, their hobbies, their everything. Uh, and doing that through uh, through 20 years uh, has been important for how society now sees gambling problems and and the seriousness of it so i think that's important to mention that you you sometimes need people with the exceptional drive to to force changes in society absolutely yeah and really I, I, i admire that so much because you mentioned earlier on you know it got to the level where you were getting death threats uh, and that's nobody wants to have that in their life and most people i think would give up at that point i probably would if i'm being honest with myself so that is an amazing achievement and you showed such bravery there to do that so thank you maybe you can come over to ireland yeah. and we'll take on the slot machine company there and uh, sort everybody out um Thank you so much, uh, Lil Tove and Christian and Magnus. And thank you. You've been such great hosts to us here uh, in Tromsø in beautiful Norway. We've had such a lovely time. We're going back home tomorrow. I don't want to, but I suppose I have to go and see my kids and stuff. So. <laughs> uh, but thank you so much. Say the name of the organization because I keep saying it horribly. Spillavhengighet Norge. There you go. That's the one. Check them out if you can Google that. (laughs) But we'll be tagging them when we put this out on social media. So do check them out. They do brilliant stuff. Thank you so much, folks. And uh, tune in next week when we'll be back with the podcast again. Bye. Say bye, everybody. Bye. The Problem Gambling Podcast is proudly sponsored by Gamban, the simple and effective way to block access to online gambling on all your devices. If willpower slips... Gamban doesn't. Go to gamban.com to find out more.